0: First ingredient of this five-part formula is the hook. Okay. And the hook, we take that right out of our customer avatar. What are their pain points? What are their passion points? What are their desires? What are their aspirational states? And all we're doing with the hook is agitating this pain or the desire to win their attention.
1: Lunch with
2: Hey, everyone, it's Norm Ferrar, AKA The Beard Guy, here. And welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. We got a special episode today. We're going to be talking about a winning formula that can save your sales, and it's generated over $150 million in 2022. We're also going to be touching on the key what's the key for getting you sales on Shopify? How do you stand out in the crowded ocean of content? and how do you compel your sellers to take action? Okay, like I said, we're talking about the winning formula that can save your sales. And it's generated over $150 million in 2022. Our guest is the founder of Social Life and co-founder of Merchant Mastery. His team has helped hundreds of Shopify merchants around the globe scale their revenue with Facebook ads, Google ads, Email marketing and other and offer strategies along the customer journey. He hosts Shopify meetups throughout cities in North America and teaches e-commerce strategies, including the Clavio Bootcamp, digitalmarketer.com. I've taken that course from him, and the Digital Agent Expo in New York City. I'm going to welcome my friend Scott Cunningham. It's going to be a great episode, but first, let's have a word from our sponsor. A big thank you to our sponsor, Post Purchase Pro, the only complete A to Z done for you, real email and text marketing service built specifically for Amazon sellers. Post Purchase Pro creates all of your digital assets 100% for you from marketing inserts, complete sales funnels, email follow-up sequences, and weekly email promotions. They manage and optimize Everything for you to drive more sales, get higher ranking, and receive more reviews on Amazon. So check out Post Purchase Pro now to see if you too will see enormous growth like their nearly 500 clients worldwide. That's Post Purchase Pro at postpurchasepro.com/slash lunch. Please get them in the uh, in the comment section early because our guest does have to leave right at the top of the hour. Okay. So Shopify questions, anything that you have, this guy knows his stuff. So at this point, sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee. Enjoy the episode. Welcome, Scott.
0: Hello, Norm. How are you, (laughs) sir? So good. So good to see you again, my friend.
2: You too. And another Canadian. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're on the West Coast here. Edmonton, Alberta, Canada.
2: All right, very good. I love Alberta. Uh, Shopify. So how did you how did you get into Shopify?
0: Yeah, sh- yeah, all right. yeah, let's get into that. okay. So basically, you know I uh, I have a like when I was in school a long time ago, I studied PR. And when I was doing PR, I started managing like social media for the university when I was in the university program. And then I started building a network. like I was always a networker. And I started meeting people who were like, can you take over my social media? Can you take over my social media? And that's how our agency started back in like 2011 as like a content agency where organic was awesome. And you could just like put out a couple posts, get a lot of traffic and make a big impact through organic. And obviously things started leaning towards paid over the years, right? So our agency shifted from like organic content to like paid advertising. And over the years, we just, we didn't really niche into just Shopify right away. We were doing like paid advertising for lots of different industries like car dealerships hotels nonprofits government campaigns like anything you could think of we were doing paid campaigns for but over the years we're like you know what we don't want to learn every industry that's like a massive learning curve let's just get exceptional at one thing and we wanted to look at an industry that was scalable right so we're like well we can't really do like scalable advertising for a hotel people kind of need to come to the city it's limited So we really like the idea of selling products like you probably enjoy as well, right? So we're like, let's get more into e-commerce. We have a bunch of e-commerce clients. We've been certified Shopify experts since 2015. So we had built like lots of Shopify stores. It was already like the seed was planted. The Shopify seed was planted. We didn't just like pick it out of a a random process. It was like, hey, we have the Shopify expertise. Let's just niche into that. And that's where we kind of
2: landed. So you picked between WooCommerce, BigCommerce, all those commerce, you know, platforms, you you started out and you stuck strictly with Shopify?
0: That's a good question. When we first niched, we were like, let's just do e-commerce, right? So that meant we were working with Magento, BigCommerce, Wix, <laughs> Squarespace, of course, Shopify. Yeah. And then over time, we're just like, okay, we 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 decided to niche because we didn't want this massive learning curve every time we took on a new client. Yet, if we're using all these platforms, there is a massive learning curve still. So it's like, we didn't even accomplish what we set out to achieve by niching. So mm-hmm. then we just made the decision. We're like, you know what? We don't really enjoy any of these other platforms. Shopify is the up and coming leader. That was when we made the decision. I believe they are the leader now, but we are like, this is this is the best platform. There's enough of a marketplace here. Let's just do this one thing well. And then we made the decision to only work with Shopify stores.
2: What made the decision?
0: I think it was like, you know, I went to one of their conferences, Shopify Unite. It was one of their partner conferences. We got an invite to go out there and they were basically saying that, hey, I don't remember the exact number, but it was like Shopify did a billion dollars in sales this year. And our partners also did a billion dollars in sales, right? So they have like this massive ecosystem of third party partners that build for Shopify apps, solutions, tools. So like they can move quickly, they can evolve quickly. And I think that they are the most innovative because of this unique feature as well.
2: Well, that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I'm just kind of because there are so many different uh, alternatives out there. And for Amazon sellers, for the most part, they check out Shopify. And I guess for for us, uh, I've been on the platform, I've got a few uh, products on the platform. It's just so bloody easy. You know, when, when you talk about anything WordPress, you are dependent on plugins. And, you know, that grad student who's now gone on to get a job and just leaves the plugin hanging so it conflicts. And there's, you know, you have to go and find that new plugin. But um, Topify, I I absolutely love the platform. I have to say, though. I'm not that familiar with uh, big uh, big commerce. I've never been on the platform, but I know they exist. I hear good things about them. Shopify is is number one. Plus, they're really trying to become the Amazon of the of the uh, e com world, aren't they? aren't they? Yeah, I think like that's
0: funny you mentioned that. I think was like big commerce and Magento the things that we weren't too excited about. Was there a need for a developer? Right. Like like you need almost like a full time developer on staff to make any kind of changes, any kind of tweaks, anything that you want to do. Like you said, with Shopify, it's incredibly easy. You don't need like an advanced coder to update your website. And I think that they've come a long way since being the like the leaders in that they've come a long way and it just gets easier and easier and better and better but there was a time when we just when we did decide we're like okay we're not going to do like big commerce magento too much dev work but we know wordpress pretty well so we'll do shopify and wordpress with woocommerce but then exactly what you were just talking about happened where we got ptsd plugin Tra- traumatic stress disorder <laughs> where it was like you're also going to need a full-time developer just to maintain these plugins and we just want to stay far away from that stuff and and thankfully we landed oh Oh, man
2: i've uh i've been fortunate enough to attend one of your meetups uh in toronto the last time you were here or maybe it was the last time but the last time i saw you here and uh it really was an eye-opener for you know people that are already on shopify i know there was a lot of people in the audience that already had stores but didn't realize some of the things that you were talking about um during the meetup and when you started talking about this formula uh, to win sales. That really piqued my interest. So you want to start talking about that and what is this winning formula? Absolutely.
0: I think like one of the things I know for certain and anybody who's listening right now, maybe you can relate to this, customer acquisition costs are rising. So it's costing us more to get a customer. I think everywhere. I think probably on Amazon too google amazon everywhere definitely on facebook and social media right so we can't like back in the day back in 2017 2018 we could be okay at marketing and still be very successful right we could put out some ads get some easy success now it's getting really competitive so what we're forced to do is get better at marketing right, right? and what, what that means like i can't tell you how many times norm people come to me and they're like scott 2022, Facebook no longer works for my business. There was an iOS update and Facebook no longer works. So I'm going to go and try TikTok and they try TikTok and then that doesn't work. So they go and try Google and that doesn't work. And they go and try TikTok, you know, everything, nothing works. So I'm like, well, it's not the channel's fault. It's not the channel's fault. Yes, the acquisition costs are going up on these channels, but in order to continue to be successful, we need to do better marketing. And what that means is understanding your specific customer better. Right. And I'm almost, I'm like obsessed with documenting your customer avatar. So you can't just throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks and hope that people get your messaging and buy. We really want to like be mind readers. We want to read our customers' minds, right? Because when we're advertising to our customers, believe it or not on Facebook, they're usually not shopping for our products on Facebook. Right? They're just like looking at family photos, speaking in groups, wishing people happy birthday. And they're inundated with ads, right? So there's a sea of content that is just showing up in front of them. And the first thing that we need to do with our ad is not win the sale. It's simply to just win their attention. And that actually makes it like less pressure on us as advertisers. It's like, let's not think about just closing the sale right now. Let's just think about resonating with our customer and winning their attention. Right. So, in order to do that, we need to document who is our customer. Right. I'm sure everybody that sells a product has multiple ideal customer avatars. Right. You probably have one, two, three, or 15. But within that one to 15, there's probably one or two that you already have a proven track record with. Right. So, I would go with the one that you know the best that you've had the best amount of sales with in a lifetime. And let's build an avatar about that type of buyer. And then we're going to read their mind with our content, right? So what we've developed over the years, as you know, we obviously have two sides of our business, we have socialite, which is actually an award. We just won an award for agency of the year out in traffic and conversion summit in San Diego two months ago has handed this award, really awesome stuff. We're really grateful for that. But we, we have done a really good job with larger brands on Shopify, right? These are usually like million plus a year. And we're helping them. We're helping them grow with advertising, everything like that. Then we have merchant mastery, which is like a mentorship school. And we're helping early stage Shopify stores build their foundations with both businesses at the heart of our success is this formula that I'm going to be sharing with you today. Does that sound cool?
2: That sounds cool. And I'm all ears. (laughs) Okay. You know, what? just, just, I got to say this. Uh, I usually do a lot of talking, but, um, you're going to do the talking.
0: <laughs> I'm going to sit back and listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it short. It's probably like a, all it's right. a five part formula in five minutes. Let's see if we can stick to that. Okay. Right. The the first thing, like the difference. So Norm is going to know this better than anyone else. The difference between Shopify and all those other platforms, big commerce, Magento, and, and kind of like your own e-commerce store, the difference between selling on Shopify and Amazon, right? With Amazon, you have a built in marketplace. Right. So you could go in there, <laughs> optimize some keywords. Norm can tell you how to do that. I do not know how to do that. You could go onto to Amazon, optimize some keywords and boom, you're, you get in front of traffic right away. Right. And then the disadvantage is kind of like the challenge is reselling to those same customers over and over again, like because Amazon kind of owns the relationship. So how do you build lifetime value? Norm probably knows the answer to that. Right. With Shopify, we don't have a built in marketplace. There is no built in marketplace right? So the disadvantage of Shopify is we got to go out there and get customers and that's expensive, right? But the advantage is once we get those customers, we can retain them. We can build that relationship. We can build loyalty. It's easier to resell to them maybe than it would be on Amazon unless Norm knows how to do that, right? So what we're thinking about is, okay, Shopify, we got to go out there and get customers, right? So we're going to advertise. We're going to advertise on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all these places, but we need to be really intentional with our message. So we're gonna use this five-part formula to position our products, to captivate people who were hanging out on Facebook, they didn't care about our products. We're gonna captivate them in the moment to stop what they're doing, give us all their attention, come to our website and buy. And we need to really compel them. If you think about it, they were just minding their business, doing their thing, and we're getting in front of them, interrupting their day, getting their attention, compelling them to take action, ultimately compelling them to buy. So when we think about the five-part formula, we we honestly use this norm anytime we're positioning our products to our customer. So we would use this five-part formula on our Shopify homepage, on our Shopify product page, on our collection page, in our emails, in our ads. When I'm talking to you face-to-face, I could use this five-part formula. But for certain, we're going to go use it in ads when we're going to go out there and try and find new customers to attract to our website on through Facebook. Right? So the first ingredient of this five part formula is the hook. Okay. And the hook, we take that right out of our customer avatar. What are their pain points? What are their passion points? What are their desires? What are their aspirational states? And all we're doing with the hook is agitating this pain or the desire to win their attention. And we make it all about them. And it's not always about us. Right? I saw a really good one from a company that sells like green drinks. I think they're called like athletic greens. I have no affiliation with them, but they have some really good hooks where it says like, say goodbye to your daily pill routine. Right. So they're they're talking to that avatar who's taking all these supplements every mm-hmm. day and they can't remember what pill they took and they have like iron and magnesium and vitamin D and all these things. And they're saying, yeah, get rid of the pill routine. We know that your average day, that's a big pain point. We're going to replace that just with one nice healthy drink every day. So the thing about that hook though, if they said to you, Norm, say goodbye to your daily pill routine, do you know what I sell yet? No, no, not at all. So the reason that hook is so good is because it knows you have a daily pill routine and that's the customer that they're going after. Right? So what they're basically doing is agitating that pain and talking to something that they wish they could change. Right? So with the hook, we're agitating a pain or desire. And then what happens is the customer gets rattled, right? Like we agitate that pain point and the customer is all of a sudden in this agitated state. They stop what they're doing and they give you all their attention. And they're like, whoa, how'd you know I had a pill routine? I hate that pill routine, <laughs> right? And what happens is they turn into a detective and they interrogate the heck out of you. So now they're like, okay, you got my attention, Scott. You got my attention, I'm all ears. This better, this better be good, right? And what they do is they go through four lines of questioning, and that's the other four ingredients of the, the the formula. And the first thing that they might ask is like, okay, goodbye to my pill routine. How? How does that work? And we address this line of questioning with functional attributes. So we'll say, no more need for pills because we have a drink that has 900 different vitamins, and you drink it once a day, and it tastes really good, and you store it in your fridge, and it lasts Uh, two months. And you talk about the use case, you talk about the features and the benefits and the the unique selling proposition. And then the customer is like, okay, you got my attention. I get how it works. That sounds amazing. Right? So you got my attention. I get how it works, but who sells this? Like who's the company that's selling this? Right? So we address this line of questioning with brand attributes. And ultimately you want the customer to see themselves in your narrative align with your values, align with your mission, align with your personality and like you ultimately, right? So with brand attributes, a lot of the time it's things like your mission, your values, it's storytelling, but it's also things like your founder story. This is a great advantage for Shopify sellers is that they want to build long-term loyal relationships and they do that by becoming like a product category leader. So if you're listening to this right now and you have a Shopify store, do a founder video and talk about how you like climbed the highest mountain in the world, swam through the deepest ocean to find this solution for only this type of customer. And I did it and it was hard and I failed and I almost gave up, but I did it and I found it just for you, right? Because customers like to identify with themselves. They see themselves in that narrative, right? And they also like to hear about the hardship, the struggle, and they want to know that you are really meticulous with this solution, okay? So that's got my attention, get how it works, love this guy. He's a mountain climber and a deep ocean scuba diver just to find this solution, right? And then they're like, okay, but is this product and company legitimate? Like I get, you got my attention, get how it works, love the company, but is this real? Or is this like a hoax? So with this line of questioning, we wanna leverage influence attributes, right? So with influence, these are third-party endorsements. So these are things of course like, uh, celebrity endorsements, influencer endorsements, uh, spokespeople, but it's also things like my favorite, which you guys would love over in the Amazon space, customer reviews and testimonials, user-generated content, publications you were featured in social proof, certifications, awards, any kind of third-party endorsement. Right. And now they're like, Hey, got my attention. I get how it works. Love the company. Wow. People are saying amazing things about them. And the last question in this process is like, okay, based on everything I know, does my perceived value of this product in this moment outweigh the price? Right. And what we're ultimately doing with this formula norm is we're trying to stack so much dang value that it becomes a no brainer. They're like, wow, this company like read my mind and I can't believe this. Like we know what their line of questioning is going to be like. So we're just preempting it with immense value and we're just stacking that value. And when it comes to the last line of questioning, it's about the price. We call this transactional attributes. And to really tip the scale in your favor, we're going to include like an offer. So we're going to say, you know, we could do something like a discount, like 10% off your first purchase. We could do like a tiered threshold reward, like free shipping over 150, spend 200 to get a free gift. We could do things like free gift with purchase. We could do no discounts and we can just do like limited time. We could do like, you know. Uh, urgency, we could do scarcity, limited supply, limited inventory, or we could just do like if you never discount, you can just do price justification where it's like we do honest pricing. It's always this price because we're operationally efficient and we do it this way, this way, this way, but it's always this price. But if all of these five things add up, you're going to compel more people to take action. And so just a recap, and then I'll hand it back to you, Norm, just to to maybe add some clarifying questions. The formula is the hook, and it's these four value attributes, and we have an acronym to remember them, T-B-I-F, Think Buddha, It's Friday, is a good way to remember them, but those are transactional brand influence and function. So when you have those five ingredients together, we call that an offer
2: stack. Love it, love it. So I wanna go back to something to know before this happened, I think think you're the person at digital marketer who put out the course on the um avatar aren't you yeah i did building I, avatars?
0: A, I did a i did a course there's a there's a paid traffic certification yeah. and i i came in there to talk about the content module so i was talking a lot about building the avatar in that module and and i am an avatar person i spend like my life's work getting to know customers and that is that is the, that is the key it's not easy <laughs> it's hard work figuring that stuff out, but it is the absolute key to unlocking
2: sales growth. So I, I do want to step back and this is kind of going down a different rabbit hole, but the formula you just gave us was fantastic. And before you can even go to step one, you have to build that avatar. Can you just roughly go through, if somebody wants to build a an avatar and they've never done it, I would recommend, by the way, checking it out on Digital Marketer, um, but uh, if somebody like the, the just a, a quick summary of how to build a perfect avatar.
0: This is okay, so this is a good one. We we now have like in, in our businesses, we have like this 41 point questionnaire. I'm not going to go through the 41 questions right now. <laughs> but my favorite part, it comes from one of my mentors, who's Ryan Dice over at Digital Marketer, right? He's the founder yeah. at Digital Marketer. And this is one of my favorite tools that we, inc- we have like our own 41 point questionnaire, but within it, we include Ryan Dice's before and after grid, right? So the, this is a really simple exercise that anybody listening could do if you just follow and take some notes, right? So what you want to do is like, we always think that every everyone who sells a product, you have a customer out there who right now is in a very miserable, undesirable state. And they have this dream of changing that miserable state. So they have aspirations, right? So they, they're in this miserable state and they want to become this transformational state over here. Your product is just a vehicle to get them from misery to happiness, right? So that's all we need to do in our marketing. It's like people don't buy products, they buy transformations. So we need to position how our product is a vehicle for that transformation, right? So with the before and after grid, we think about five different categories in the before state and the after state, and they are have, feel, average day, status, and good versus evil, right? So. One of my favorite examples to use is a company we worked with. We've worked with for years. They're one of our favorite clients. They've come and spoken on stages with us all over the place. It's Ocean Sports, right? This is a company in Edmonton where there's no oceans in sight. (laughs) So they mostly sell to like lake uh, folks, lakes, like people who love lake sports and lake life, right? So let's say like one of their best avatars is Lake Dad Daryl, the guy who buys all the equipment for the lake. Right. So if we're building an avatar for Lake Dad Daryl and we think about the before and after grid, what did he have before buying for motion sports? He had broken down, sucky gear that nobody was, you know, nobody was using. It was like broken down, not safe. Right. And how did that make him feel? So we keep going down this, like as we go deeper down these five categories, it gets deeper to the customer's motives. Right. So, okay. I'd broken down gear. How did that make me feel? Embarrassed, guilty. How did that impact my average day? Well, now I don't even go to the lake anymore, right? So I, 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 you know, I really what I really want in life is like making memories. But I'm not even going to the lake anymore with my kids because I have broken down gear. It's making me feel embarrassed and guilty. So now we're just staying home on the weekends as a family. We're not bonding. How does that impact my status? How do other people view me? Honestly, bit of a loser, right? Like the the people at the lake are thinking this this is a reclusive neighbor. He's a recluse. He used to be out here. What happened to this guy? Right? And other people are judging me because I'm not the the cool lake person anymore. And the good versus evil, this is kind of like the, you know, the deepest um deepest motive for the good versus evil. This is thinking like with good versus evil, it's like every product in the world is helping someone overcome an evil. Right? And you need to think about that. So What's the worst case scenario if we don't overcome that evil? What do we succumb to? So Lake Dead Daryl, all because he didn't buy new lake gear for his kids, his kids grow up on TikTok. And they never get physical activity and they just stuck to their phones for a lifetime. All because he didn't buy wakeboarding gear, right? <laughs> Versus the afterstate, right? Now he buys this amazing lakeboard, like wakeboarding gear for the lake. Now what does he have? He has the coolest, trendiest, gear that is high performance everyone wants to use, right? How does that make him feel excited empowered? Wants to show it off. What's his average day like now? He's at the lake every weekend, shredding it on the lake with his kids, making memories, having fun, right? What is his status? He's the guy at the lake that everybody wants to be or hang out with. He's the lake celebrity, right? And what is his good versus evil now? Well, the kid's are at the lake, they're healthy, they're bringing other people out, leads to other good behaviors, they achieve in school, they get great careers, all because of the wake gear, right? And this this before and after gear that I'm talking about right now, this is my favorite tool to create hooks with. Remember I talked about the hook in your five-part formula in that offer stack? Right. We could go to any one of these boxes, these five in the before or these five in the after to pull out hooks. Right. And if you think about it, if we were advertising to Lake Dad Daryl, what's going to resonate with him more? Hey, buy this new fiberglass, high performance wake gear that's made from nice material or get your kids off TikTok and hit the lake probably the the latter one, right? Like get your kids off TikTok. So this is the key with this before and after grid is we we don't wanna just talk about the product features and the feelings. We wanna talk about how this product is gonna impact our customer's life, right? So I love this like before and after grid for hooks. We could talk about like, you know, get them off TikTok and make good memories. We could talk about be at the lake every weekend this summer. We could talk about, you're gonna feel so great and not embarrassed by showing this off. Like there's just so many hooks we can pull from this simple little tool.
2: That's really insightful. Uh, I know everybody's gonna uh, be interested in that. Also, uh, I saw a comment, Kels, from uh, Christine. I guess she bumped into you uh, in San Diego. Amazing. There we go. Hi. (laughs) All right, so before we go any further, and I know we're tight for time today, so just wanted to mention this. That if you do have any questions, get them in right away. We're gonna be starting the question period uh right or pretty probably within the next few minutes. So get in your questions so Scott can answer them before he has to leave at the top of the hour. And we have an awesome, if you've been listening to Scott, you know how knowledgeable knowledgeable he is. Uh Scott, tell us the giveaway you have for the Wheel of Kelsey today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited about this. I love that you you have that giveaway every single episode. That's really cool. I want to come listen in and, and win one of these giveaways. <laughs> but I, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? We're talking about the pitch. We're talking about the formula. One of my favorite things, probably top three favorite things to do in life is like working on this formula with entrepreneurs. And I spend a lot of time doing this. I've probably done thousands uh, of like positioning makeovers with this formula right? So I'm going to help you do better positioning. So what I'm offering up is like a one hour session where we are going to work on this five part formula together and we're going to hammer it out. Like I know exactly how to tackle this. And basically, you know, as long, as, you know, you don't necessarily need to be selling e-commerce products. That'd probably be the best. But if you're not, it, this formula, guess what? It works for B2B businesses as well. We use it for ourselves in our own marketing. So it's, you know, we we definitely as an e-commerce group, we use it a lot for e-commerce businesses. But it, if you were thinking about this formula as I went through it for your own business, it applies there too. So I'm, I'm happy to do it with any lucky winner today.
2: Well, this is an awesome gift and you're lucky. So this is another reason why you got to tune in live Monday, Wednesday and Fridays. Um, if you're interested, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey. Tag two people and you get a second entry. And if you've got some friends that haven't been listening, get them over here. This is definitely a podcast podcast that you should be listening to, especially the nuggets that we've heard. I hate the word nugget, but Scott's already gone through a bunch of stuff that is very informative. And uh, I don't know, <clears throat> just that, just any of those, like the, the five points he gave us will really help out with your business, but you got to take action. So next step, we have a word from our sponsor and we'll come right back with Scott. I want to thank Jeff Schick Legal for sponsoring this episode of Lunch with Norm. You've probably heard on the podcast about Amazon suspensions. They're very real. It can happen at any time. And when it does happen, how do you get out of it? How does the little guy like you and me get out of these suspensions without paying an arm and a leg in legal fees? This is where Jeff Schick Legal is here to help. For a very low monthly retainer for only $89, get access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. That's right. You can sit back, relax, enjoy that cup of coffee while listening to the Lunch with Norm podcast, knowing that you have an advocate and a partner in your business success. But wait, just mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Get the protection you need and visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So the, and I know we're going to take some questions, but one of the questions I have, one of the last questions I have for you, um, what are the, um, what are the keys to profitability in this day and age? In in terms
0: of profitability, there's only three things we can control. Like, especially with the Shopify store, I'm sure it's going to apply to every business. I take, I take that back. It applies to every business, right? There's only Mm -hmm. three things that we can control to maintain profitability. One, we need to put a focus on lowering our customer acquisition cost, right? right. So if I spend hundred dollars for my Shopify store on ads and I get a hundred visitors to my website and 10 people buy, that costs me $10 to acquire each customer. If I spend a hundred dollars tomorrow and get another hundred people to the website, but this time 20 people buy, now my customer acquisition cost is $5. I just halved my acquisition cost. And the way that we do that is with what? Better offer stacks, right? We need to compel more people to buy with our positioning. So that's number one. We're going to lower our customer acquisition costs with better positioning. Number two, we're going to increase the amount people spend each time they buy. This is the average order value, right? So if we're paying to acquire customers, the way that we're going to offset that investment and get closer to profitability quicker is if people spend more with us each time they buy. And I spend like a lifetime teaching different offers and strategies of growing average order value. Like I love like tiered bundles, buy more, save more, threshold rewards, like lots of good offers to get people spending more each time, upsells, cross sells, those kinds of things. So recap, lower your customer acquisition costs with better positioning, increase your AOV with upsells and AOV offers. And then the third thing is increasing the frequency in which your customers buy. So growing your customer lifetime value, right? And the way we do that is people fall in love with our products, Mm. right? We, we deliver value and we present different, like, like you could do like loyalty reward programs, you can do like VIP offers, but I could tell you right now, like, so those are the three things, customer acquisition costs, lower that increase AOV, increase lifetime value. Right. But I could tell you right now as acquisition costs are just going up, up, up. Everybody in the Shopify space and, and anybody with like an online store, the new metrics that we get really hung up on is like 30 day, 60 day and 90 day lifetime value. So it's like the goal is to resell to your customers within 30, 60 or 90 days. And those mm-hmm. are metrics okay. that we're looking at.
2: All right. Okay. So just to keep on time, I think we got to get to some of the questions, Kels.
1: All right. So uh, thank you everyone who's been adding to the questions. Uh, We've got a bunch coming in. Also, there is still time to enter today's wheel of Kelsey. So if you write hashtag wheel of Kelsey in the comment sections, you'll win a one hour positioning call with Scott. So, um, yeah, let's jump into the questions, um, from Luke. He has two questions. Uh, number one, I have shop pay set up, but I don't have shop set up. Uh, What is the difference between shop pay and shop?
0: I don't know. I honestly, actually, don't. I'm sorry. I don't know the answer to this one. I know. Right. I know Shop Pay is obviously like Shopify's payment tool, but I don't.
1: I'm not I'm not familiar with what Shop is compared to Shop Pay. OK, let's uh, go to the second one. My Shopify keeps telling me there is an issue with my Google Merchant account and it's based on the UPC of one of my products that is supposedly not there. The UPC is present in my Google account is linked to my Shopify. Am I missing something or do I need to just continue to fuss with Google?
0: Google Merchant account based on. Yeah, um, fuss with Google like this might be one of those th- there, there are like glitchy things that happen with like Google shopping and Google probably fussing with like contacts and wraps at Google and Shopify. It's just like I, this just sounds like a tech troubleshooting question.
2: Right. Yeah, I, okay. I think that's what it is. I've I've had that too where there you know there's an issue with uh, error message comes up. Yeah, and what, what did you
0: do to solve that norm? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, contacted Google.
0: It's usually it's like a troubleshooting with their customer support team. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, for Marina, are you planning uh, new Shopify meetups in Toronto? We
0: are. Oh, we are. Oh, yeah, good. We, we are. We are actually. Yeah. We did like, so we, we do a ton of meetups. We did 10 this year. So we, wow. we were out in like Nashville, uh, Charlotte, Denver, New York, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, San Diego, LA. Like we just, we're always going and we're going to like Vegas in January. We're going to Texas in February. And we'll be back in Toronto for certain next year. Um, I, we've been talking to Shopify about uh, doing an event together out there.
2: Fantastic. And we will keep everybody informed on that too.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I just, uh... again,
2: I I just got to say, sorry, Kels. uh, I don't know if it's a delay on my end, but if you go to these events, you're there to just gain knowledge. So it's just education, it's content and education. And that's what Scott's providing. I can attest to that because I've attended. And it's been awesome. So, uh, anyways, if you get a chance to go out and see Scott, you know he will uh, he will perform.
1: I appreciate that, Norman. And Scott, how do people uh, find out where your these Shopify meetups are? Um, what's the best place to?
0: Get y- you that can go to MerchantMastery.io, right? MerchantMastery.io, and then in the top navigation bar, there's a, a tab that says Events and Workshops. If you have the link there, I don't know if you can how quickly you can find that, Kelsey. But <laughs> I, yeah, so it's probably like merchantmaster.io. You'll see it right there in the navigation tab, events and workshops. We list everything that's upcoming. And we, we have a bunch of photo albums for all our past events in there too.
1: Okay, awesome. I'll add that uh, once I'm done reading this question. And so everyone can check it out. Um, okay. all, all right, let's see uh, from Rad. Uh, we have a Shopify store, but do not do dropshipping. We sell very few products. Is Shopify for dropshipping businesses only? Absolutely not.
0: Absolutely not. Um, most of the time, to be honest, our, our businesses don't, don't work with dropshippers. Not because we're jaded. It's because we don't know that space as well. Right. We just don't know. I don't, I don't know much about dropshipping. We're mostly working with brands. So people that have their own products, they, you know, they, They've either manufactured their own products, they're reselling other products, but typically not drop shipping for us. We do work with like a lot of brick and mortar stores, direct to consumer businesses. Um, but it's, abs- I would say absolutely not like the, the, the real opportunity selling your products on Shopify is like the relationship, right? Remember I was just talking about the three things you need to focus on to be more profitable. Customer lifetime value is the most important one. So I think sometimes it's a it's a disadvantage for dropshippers because it takes forever for the products to arrive. You get a bunch of bad reviews. It's not a very good experience. Sometimes I believe me, I know that there's people in the in the world who have dialed this in and they're incredible at it. I'm not saying to not do it. I just I don't know that space as well. And I know that people are who aren't doing it well, they it kind of like it could lead to bad reviews, bad experience, bad customer relationship. So no profit. Right. Whereas. If you have products that you sell, you have this opportunity, like ship quick, build a relationship with the customer, have good customer support and build this lifetime value more easily as opposed to drop shipping.
1: Okay. Awesome. Um, all right. From Tony, uh, what are the best Shopify apps for reviews? I use judge me, but it's not great for incentivizing video and photo reviews like Amazon does. Do you have any recommendations?
0: Honestly, our like our go to we have a we have like a mentorship system and we we teach like we have 800 merchants in, in Merchant Mastery that we've helped build systems and launch their uh, campaigns. And we we advise we teach on how to use Judge.me. So I think I think you're in good hands with Judge.me in terms of incentivizing video and photo reviews. I don't I think I think Judge.me, you can still do that. There There are some that are specific like video ask video ask is a good one for collecting video testimonials um judge.me we seem to be still getting a lot of photo
1: photo hmm. reviews though
2: so video ask was the one yeah the other one okay yeah
1: okay and I think um Lauren Petrullo, who I know you you know as well I think she just recommended uh judge me uh she was on Monday Monday's yeah. episode yeah judge so. judge
0: judge me for sure like big okay. fans of judge me
1: over here all right. All right. And we got one more question from Tony. Uh, what are your top rated Shopify apps? Uh, do apps slow down the site speed at all?
0: Like we use, we use obviously like Klaviyo. We're, you know, we're, we're this close to becoming a platinum Klaviyo partner. It's really hard to achieve that. You got to be, <laughs> you got to be working with them for years with many accounts to to get that. And we're like inches away. We're going to probably get it before the end of the year. Uh, so definitely we're using Klaviyo for all of our email. We do use like uh, Privy, a lot of the time for their convert tool. So we don't really use like their, their SMS and their email as much, but we use like their convert tool. So like their flyouts, their shipping banners, their forms, displays, all that kind of stuff. But my one of my favorite tools right now, my favorite apps this year, we've like adopted company wide. We're working on it probably on like 50 accounts is uh, Rebuy. And Rebuy is phenomenal for merchandising your offers. For presenting like pre-checkout upsells, post-purchase upsells, right, cross-sells. Like you can you can just have like somebody add something to cart, little window pops out and it says this is what you have in cart. Do you want to add these two items, right? Or they pick a product and a, a little pop-up displays and says most people like to pair it with this. So you can do like off uh, upsells for a specific product that pairs with the main one nicely or you can just have an automatic thing that presents like small little upsells anytime that somebody adds to cart. Really fun tool to play with for merchandising your offers. I think that's one of the disadvantages with Shopify's built-in coupon tool is that it's you're not always communicating how to redeem the offer very clearly. So Rebuy is a great tool that kind of keeps the customer informed, makes it really clear what's happening at every stage until they get to checkout.
2: Like I've never heard of Rebuy going to have to check it out now i see it's rebuyengine.com but uh yeah oh you one other thing i know we, we're really tight right now but um i saw that you had the clavio uh b- a boot camp is that a course people can take uh can they go to you, you know uh your uh website and and join up or was this go an to, event
0: yeah I, t- I taught like a actually i was out in la this year for, with Privy teaching a one of their masterclass. So yeah. if you look up, if you go to Google and you put like Privy masterclass Scott Cunningham, you'll find that course. It's free, and it's like several hours long. And it was, it was wow. like probably one of my favorite free courses that I've done with one of the app partners. Clavios was around Black Friday Cyber Monday. Yep. Yeah. So it's not like an evergreen course that's going to make sense right now at this time of year you could right. probably still find the recording of that somewhere if you just look up like Clavio, scott cunningham pfcm on google you'll probably find that but the, the privy one is definitely a little bit more evergreen and could
1: could be helpful right now
2: okay so uh Kels, maybe you can pull that one up all right let's move on to the next question Kels.
1: all right our very last question uh from howard uh any recommendations for a shopify subscription app our go-to is pretty typically always recharge we, we, we use bold
0: subscription recharge. I'd say those two the most frequently, uh, honest, honest opinion. None of them are perfect, <laughs> yeah. but you've seemed to be happiest with recharge.
2: Yeah. That, we're using recharge as well. Yeah, we, yeah. We've switched from bold over to recharge. Yeah. Okay. So because we're tight, tight on time today, we're going to get right into the wheel of Kelsey. Uh, so any questions? Contact information to get information from your company. Before we go over to that, uh, getting getting oh, yeah. information on how to work with uh, you or your company. Oh yeah, you can you
0: can just um, you can find us on MerchantMaster.io. That'd
1: probably
2: be okay. the best way. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so last word from a sponsor. Then we'll go over to the wheel.
1: All right. Here we go.
2: I want to give a quick shout out to an incredible group of sponsors that help us produce this podcast for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Lunch with Norm would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. Post Purchase Pro, Clear Ads, Goldstein Law, Honu Worldwide, Extreme Power, Jeff Schick Law, Netfluence, Startup Club, and Dragonfish Brand Management. Thank you, and you're awesome. Now back to the show. Okay, now turn down your volume, Scott. It's All going right, to be loud. Here
1: we, <laughs> here we go. The wheel of Kelsey. It's time for the wheel of Kelsey. All right. All right. So let me just pull this up, and we'll spin this quickly so we can get out of here. And I can't see it, Kelsey. Yep, there's a lot of tabs today. Um, Sorry. Here we go. All right. So, thank you, everyone who entered. I'm going to shuffle up these names. And uh, the winner, please email me k at lunchwithnorm.com. And uh, we'll see who the winner is.
2: This is going to be a good one. Oh, Marsha.
1: Marsha. And you know what?
2: This is the perfect product or product line, Scott i till wait to see which, uh, what uh, Marcia sells. Uh, this is going to be, Marsha, this is perfect. If you're going to win any prize, this is the one for you. I know your products, so. Can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Cunningham, I just wanted to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I know you got to thank it all, but um, you're awesome. You're really awesome. And thank you for dropping all those tips today.
0: Hey Norm, honestly, so good catching up with you. You're like, a, I would consider you a friend at this time. All the all the run-ins have been so amazing. And right back at you. <laughs> I appreciate that. And if anybody needs a, a really good friend, become friends with Norm because this guy. <laughs> I was I was out at our Vancouver meetup in October, and I was like traveling out to Vancouver. We were traveling to Calgary. It was like a busy travel schedule. Norm's like, "What are you doing on Friday?" Like, I got an extra ticket for you to come down to Formula One in Austin. I'm like. <laughs> What? I <laughs> was I was super bummed that I could not make it, but what a what a uh, good gesture. and Norm is that kind of guy you're you're, you're uh, really awesome.
2: Oh, well, thank you. All right, you can get to your phone call and we'll close out the podcast. How's that? Sounds awesome. See everyone. All right, Scott. we'll see you later.
1: Lunch with the no, new lunch the new no,